when I came to the coaching world, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's webinars and there's Facebook lives. And now there's, and, and there's Instagram, there's all the things like, I don't know if I want to show up everywhere and that's okay. You get to choose that for yourself. And I just want us to stop doubting our expertise or who we are as a business owner the same way someone else does. Welcome to the Online Creator Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Tradewell, founder of May & James Co., a creative digital company. Building a brand is about human connection. I am here to help you articulate your story through strategy, development, and execution. I believe that anything is possible at any age and at any stage of business. The only limits we have are the ones that we place on ourselves. I want you to feel like you are supported, not alone, and that you are able to take action quickly. On this podcast, expect to hear interviews from a wide range of guest speakers, bite-sized solo episodes from myself, bingeable episodes that will give you insights, different perspectives, and actionable strategies to help you reach your goals personally and professionally. Now let's get into the show. Welcome back to the Online Creator Podcast, episode 57. And today I speak with Heather Crabtree. Heather is a coach growth strategist who helps service professionals unlock their next level in business without compromising their goals, priorities, and values, or sacrificing their boundaries. She brings her years of experience to help her clients align their businesses with the life they truly want to live. Formerly an attorney and owner of a successful event planning company for 11 years, she is the founder of Heather Crabtree and Your Savvy Business and has been coaching for over 12 years. Today, we get into all things business, but we really dig into her relaunching of her podcast, Your Savvy Business Podcast, and how she uses audio in her business to really increase her visibility. We also talk about her newly launched business magazine, Business Minded, how she really markets it to experienced coaches and service professionals to market and again, increase her visibility and how she uses the growth wheel framework to support entrepreneurs in their business journey. All of that and so much more. We really do truly get into some heartfelt, real conversations on the podcast today, and I know you will enjoy it. Help me in welcoming Heather to the show today. Hi, Heather. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I'm so excited you're here. I am thrilled to be here. To start off all my podcast interviews, I love asking the question of how have you leveraged your voice to better your business and brand? And maybe it's looked a little different from where you started to where you are now. Take us on a little journey. Yeah. So I I mean, I feel like we have to use our voice, especially my business is my name. So <laughs> it's me. And I think the thing that I am told a lot is that people really like that I share not just the highlight reel, that I really share the good, the bad, the the in-between, not-so-fun moments. And I think there's, you know, that's, that's great. Not everyone wants to do that. And I think it's good to show, like, it's not all rainbows and, you know, roses, but I also think you have to know what your boundaries are, right? For me, I'm kind of an open book. So it's, I'm very comfortable being very vulnerable. 
you know, we've, I've shared a lot. My, my daughter was diagnosed with cancer in 2017 and she recently passed away this year. And people are like, I don't know how you share all of that. And, and I'm just like, well, it's just a part of our life. So if I didn't share it, like it would feel weird. And for my business, I think it was super important because it allowed my, it shows my clients that we are all people. And I really come from an aspect as a business coach and growth strategist of like, I want your life to be really great. And a business is just an aspect of it. Right. So when I ask you, what do you want for your life? I don't come from a business business perspective in that question. I ask, what do you want for your life? And then when we come to how are we going to grow your business, how can we work that into the what you want for your life? And so, you know, the, the life part of it is so important to me. And I think me sharing that has been beneficial for others to, to be able to not only share but also know that they're not alone when they're going through rough times. Yeah, there's so much there. And part of me just wants to acknowledge that I feel for you and your family because I can't imagine going through that personally and then publicly as well. But I, I believe in what you're saying is so powerful and so true is that you have gone through this journey with your family and how do you not speak about it? Like, I totally get that as hard and as difficult as that was, like, that was part of that piece of your life, that chapter that will always be there. And I'm not saying it will get easier to speak about it, but it probably is therapeutic in a way to be able to keep her, her name close to your heart and be able to speak about the stories and all the things, all the good things that, you know, is what she made part of your family be. Yeah. Well, and a lot of people just became a part of our community, right? And so mm-hmm. she had people all over the world that would contact us wow. and know her. And so it's like <laughs> she became internet famous. She always used to laugh because she would say, when I search for mom, I see a whole bunch of stuff on the internet when she was little. And she was like, when I search yeah. for dad, I see nothing. So is mom famous? And I was like, no, nor do I want to be. And so that's the interesting thing too. Like I didn't set out to, to be the Heather show. I don't, I don't really yeah. want to be the spotlight, but I feel like I've been given opportunities. I, my dad passed away when I was really, when I was in my early twenties and okay. I had, I came from a huge family. My dad was one of 11 children. So we had a huge, one side of my family was really huge. And we, I, I that was my built-in community from when I was born. And so every mm-hmm. Sunday we used to go to my grandparents' house and, I think that really uh, sh- that really made me who I was when I from when I was little, and it, I've always made that a part of everything I do. Like community is so important to me because I've I've always known that, and I've been really lucky and grateful to have that. But as I've moved along in my business, having these pivotal moments when I was younger really changed my perspective, and I'm grateful for that. It was the hardest thing at the moment, right? But like I was able to learn lessons that a lot of people in their 40s and 50s still haven't learned. And so life is so precious to me. Just like I just know how precious every moment is and and even more so now, right? So I think I'm able to to bring that perspective in as a business coach and growth strategist because people can really get down into the business and feel like they're alone or feel like 
you know, this is the worst thing that's happened. And I want to acknowledge that and validate it, right? I don't want to invalidate that feeling of saying like, well, it's not this yeah. bad, you know? Right. But I yeah. also am able to put perspective around it in certain ways. And obviously we all have different experiences and different backgrounds. And so I know my lived experience isn't the same as anyone else's. And I think we all have that to share too. Like our lived experiences are our stories, right? So yes. sharing yes. that is so important. And I think I, I'm also lucky and grateful that I came from a family. My mom and dad really supported me and like just speaking up. And I came in, you know, I'm, I'm in my 40s. So when I was growing up, it was like, you know, strong, independent woman was right. like almost like, I don't know. I feel like it's different now. Not that there's not that, but I just feel like I was so driven to be just strong, independent. And so I really did have to use my voice, especially when I started. I I started off in law. So I was an attorney. I worked in a law firm that was all men. There were no other women attorneys. So I definitely had to use my voice there. And I was in my early 20s. So like no one would pay attention to me. They're like, oh, just, you know, whatever. And then it wasn't a bad experience. It was just an experience that I had to be a little bit more assertive with my voice than maybe I was comfortable with even, you know? So it's interesting. I think as I've grown older and wiser, I'm more comfortable with just who I am and what I share. And I really am about like living in your values. And so Mm-hmm. If people don't align with that, then I'm just like, I, I'm very quick to be like, okay, we're not, we're not gonna, we're not gonna work out together as friends yeah. or even acquaintances. And that's okay. I think that's what using our voice is all about and being more clear in that and what you stand for and what you believe in and what you'll yes. put up with and won't. Right. Yes. Oh, so much good stuff there. Because I think you just sharing so many of those little snapshots of your childhood and then early adulthood into who you are now. And I I think how we grew how we grew up really, really impacts how we share our voice. And our personality is also intertwined in there too, right? But I have lots of memories of being in a classroom where I just didn't want to raise my hand because I would Mm -hmm. I fought like I really get red really and I still do. It's just who I am. And it's not because I didn't wasn't confident in what I was saying. It was just I don't know. There was something I think there's a lot of us can, that can relate to that. So I think like amazing that you were able to have a voice in your house growing up. You know, you felt comfortable using it at all stages in life because that's something that I think a lot of us have to grow into and it takes time for some of us. I have a I can't even believe it, a 19-year-old daughter. <laughs> right? And she is fiercely independent and headstrong Mm -hmm. and I love all of those qualities about her but she has struggled with uh close girl friendships in her life because she doesn't really know how to gently say things she just says them and I wish Mm -hmm. I could be more like her in that Mm -hmm. way Mm -hmm. she needs to learn how to have a bit more of a softer approach (laughs) but I also it's amazing. And I want yeah. her to be able to speak her own truth and be who she is. But I find that interesting because I think we are hard on each other as women sure. in this industry. I think it can be difficult working with men too. Like you said, I couldn't even imagine how intimidating that space would be. But yeah, I feel like there's so many experiences that make us who we are and allow us to start shining at different stages in life. And I'm hopeful and know from just watching her that she she will get after what she wants. 
Yeah. <laughs> in life earlier. I, I can relate. My my daughter, you know, she was 15 and she grew up like in the hospital. So talk about being able to be, speak your voice. And she yeah. really, as she grew up, you know, she was still a child at heart because she missed so much yeah. of her childhood. But she really came into her own about advocating for herself mm-hmm. in the hospital. And she would say, yeah. I mean, even at the, you know, closer to the end when not when she we knew she was going to, you know, it was terminal. But when at one point a doctor came in and, and he was like, well, you we have to do this. And she said, why? And he said, yeah. well, because that's what you have to do. And she said, well, I need to know why, the why. Yeah. And so she kept asking and he said, well, you don't have to do this, but if you don't, you there's the something else you have to do. And she was like, well, then why didn't you tell me of that at the beginning? And she got very clear with, because she was tired of being poked and yeah. prodded and people treating her like Absolutely. a child and not having that voice. And so she would tell me like, mom and, and my husband, you know, thank you for teaching me how to um, use my voice and know that as a, as a child, which people saw her as, even though she was part a child in her, but also very, very wise and like an old soul. But she said, thank you for like allowing me to use my voice because a lot of parents don't allow their kids to have a voice. They make the decisions for them. And it was just so wise. Like I love that. It was so good. I learned so much from her during this experience of I would have to speak up for her when she wouldn't be able to, or and my husband, but a lot of times she would just be like, look, I look at me. Don't talk to my mom. Talk to me. I'm the one that you're giving the medicine to. to I'm the one that you're poking and prodding. I have a voice in this too. And I was like, oh, I'm doing something right as a parent. (laughs) Yes. And that's what we want, right? That's what we want. And that's why I can see the passion in you even translating into business. And that's why I do what I do too. I want to help others amplify their voices and, and encourage them to do it at any stage in life. Because yeah. it's so important. It's so important to share who we are and what we do and our expertise and our experiences with others because there's so much to be learned out there and to experience. So agree. I love that. I love that. Can we talk a little bit about you have just relaunched your podcast? I better yes. uh, make sure that I, Savvy Business Podcast. I wanted yes. to make sure I got yes. the name right. Where did you take a bit of a break? Like, how did it come back to life? And what's your favorite part about that piece? Yeah, so I did have a podcast before, but with my daughters, well, it was with my daughter and my older daughter, London, who passed away, but also during COVID, (laughs) we had my daughter who was back in cancer treatment. I have my son who is now 11 and my younger daughter, we had a baby during that time too. And having a baby in your forties, like a whole other experience. So it was a lot. And I had to pause on the podcast because I kind of had to pause on my business. I still had clients, but I didn't take any new clients on that whole year, which was a whole thing we could talk about in itself. It was very... Um, interesting. I I felt like I was struggling in my identity because I had, I've been an entrepreneur since I was 24, you know, so it's all I've ever known. But the podcast, I brought it back because I love it. I love the opportunity to be able to talk to people and interview them and learn from them, but also just use my voice in a way. And and let's be honest, it's, it's to me, it's easier than like doing videos. So 
I don't know, there's a struggle I still have with that sometimes. Uh, and so podcasting to me was an easy way to, and I, I guess an additional way too, not just an easy way, but an additional way. I think we live life with our, our senses, right? And so I'm grateful to have all of mine, but you know, not everyone has every one of them too. So it's like, if you can give, and people learn in different ways. So I love, I actually love when it's, there's, videos to things and when there's audios to things and when there's written things, because then you aren't cutting anyone out. But audio for me, I love podcasts. I love listening to podcasts. I love whether it's a private podcast or a public podcast or any audio things for me. I just, I love it because I'm on the go a lot. You know, I have kids, I'm a busy mom. And so for me, it's a really easy way to intake information because I'm a definitely a learner. <laughs> I always yeah. want more no- knowledge junkie, right? And so it allows me to intake that knowledge when I'm on the go. Yeah. Someone recently told me that they're, they look at their podcast episodes as a way to carry on a conversation or to dive deeper into a certain topic area. And I kind of like that because when we're in this online space and whether we're marketing on LinkedIn or on Instagram, a post can only get us so far and a story only is lived for so long. How do we carry on this information so that someone can find us and then really kind of get into our world and see what we're all about? So I love that explanation of how it can be used in your business. So I'm so happy that you've uh, revived your podcast and I can't wait to dive into it as well. Because I always think people's perspectives are different on all of these topics that we need to have all these skills that we need as an entrepreneur in this online space. So that's amazing. And then you've also just recently launched a business magazine, Business Minded. Can you tell me where that came from? And was it like, I can only imagine it's been a bit of a process. Yeah. So it's a digital magazine. So it's not an imprint magazine, although one day, who knows? But I come, so I came from a business and law background, right? That's how I started. And then I quit law because I didn't like it. And I started an event planning company. So I owned an event planning company for 11 years. I had a business partner. We sold it in 2014. And during that time, I also started coaching uh, part-time. So that's kind of when I started my coaching journey. But through that, just the the creative side, and I started it because I... It was so different from law. I just wanted to be creative again. And I didn't really think that I was going to own a company for that long. It was just really, I wanted something so different from the analytical and legal part of my brain. And so I started that company and I think I, I just loved it so much. I love, I love, I'm a visionary. I'm a definitely a big picture thinker, but I also have this really analytical deep, dive into the details. And I also love like an overall brand and visuals for me or everything. So, but like even the messaging and everything around it. So for me, my love from event planning and just down to the very last detail, I missed that a little bit when I got back into coaching because there's details, but I miss that creativity and I find ways to bring in that creativity now in different ways in my business. But the magazine was an opportunity for me to have the visual, right? But also to highlight other people that I think are brilliant. 
And so what I did actually is I incorporated the podcast into basically, and I already write, do the podcast episodes. I have, and I put those into blog posts, but you can only get to those posts. Well, you could find them, but right now, the way we're doing it, I think we're going to open it up so you can find the blog post as well. But a portion of it is that the magazine is actually the podcast episodes in written form in, in a blog post. So super cool. Yeah. So I incorporated it like that. Then I do uh, products that I love uh, Mm -hmm. and that either I'm affiliate for or I'm not. I also do communities that I am either a part of or that I think people should be a part of. Uh, I do featured articles for people that maybe aren't on the podcast, but like this next one we're doing my clients and okay. featuring all of them. And so, yeah, I, it was just an opportunity. I do a meditation and I do, I have something called confetti moments. So with all my clients, we do confetti moments, which is celebrations on, on Fridays and your wins. And so I do an article in that. And then I just love a magazine. Like I love Oprah magazine, you know, and then she went to quarterly, but I get the quarterly. I don't know that. I think she took that away now. They're not doing quarterly, but I loved being able to flip through it. But I was like, how can I do that? So the format is set up so that it's kind of like you would it doesn't flip like a magazine because that was really hard to do because you can't really you can't really view that really well on your phone and everyone right. you know is looking thing on mobile. So I did it, I set it up so that it feels like a mag like magazine sections, but it's all digital. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And I, really I do fun. too. I love still picking up like I've got some favorites and like Joanne Gaines is one of mine too. And I love yes. how she like has her seasonally too. Yes. But her modeled I'm, off of like if you look at it, it's modeled off of Oprah's. So I love it. I it's love so it. interesting how that so I, I dove into magazines a lot and I just yeah. I love it. Yeah, I'm like you. I love I love just being able to flip it. But even not flipping it, like the physical flipping of the magazine how it's structured. The way we set it up was, it was fun to be able to do that. And it got a really great response. So I'm excited to continue doing it. No, I'm, I really was excited to talk to you about this because I do see a bit of an uptake with this idea. And I find it really fascinating because it can absolutely be another tool in your box. Like as we talked about how a podcast can really be your audio library this can be a bit of a visual library in combination of there's so many people that are struggling with oh well what would I say what would I create we have so much good stuff already created yes we just need to be able to showcase it in a way that makes sense to our ideal audience so whether it is visual or audio or whatever way I just think it's super cool that we're in a place and time that we can be creative like this and try things because I don't know about you, but okay. So I'm really new to being an entrepreneur. Like I was in the health field for 20 plus years. I've been in this entrepreneurial space part-time on the side Mm -hmm. up until the end of June this year. And now I'm full-time in it and I cannot wait because this is such a great opportunity to have fun and experiment and try. And I am at that stage of life where I'm allowing myself to Mm -hmm. be that. And I think that's also the other thing is you'd mentioned that creative side. 
I never thought I was creative. Was that something mm-hmm. that you always knew that you were? Because you studied law, you yeah. are a lawyer. In fact, yeah. you know, like you went to school for that. Yeah. That is so completely different than this creative artsy side that I'm seeing from you. Yeah. I mean, there's so many good things and nuggets that you can pull from that experience. And say, I'm doing the same thing with my health experience. But yeah. I don't know. I find that I interesting. I feel like we're all creative. We put levels of it, right? Like how creative am I? Or, or we compare to other people. Yeah. Like if I was to compare to my sister, my sister's super creative, I think. And just yeah. like she's in very artsy where she can draw. And like yes, my daughter was like that. She can draw. Like she would draw and create these creatures and she was going to open a shop and like all this stuff that I can't do. So I'm not creative in that way, but I love, I know when I like something and when I don't. And so Mm -hmm. I'm decisive in that. And Mm -hmm. so I know when I like, like with my brand, I'm very protective of it because I know what I like and I know how I want it to be represented and with like the values that I have too and how those align. So yeah, I think it's, I think I'm, I, again, I think I'm less creative than some people, but I definitely have this creative side. I'm very right and left brained. And I think it allows me to, I think we think of creativity in a certain way, like a very, like an artist, right? And it doesn't have to be that way. And with content, I was going to say with the magazine, what I love about it is it wasn't producing, it's a different way of sharing the information, but it's not Mm -hmm. new information. I've already got it in the podcast or someone wrote the article. It's somehow in my universe already. Right. And so it's not, I think we just have to learn how to repurpose the information in different platforms and different uh, formats Mm -hmm. instead of thinking of it, like I'm creating a whole. So for me, creating the magazine was like, well, it's just, a, it was fun. And I was like, yeah. it's not doing anything more. I mean, the first setup yeah. of it obviously was for work, sure. Yeah. But now it's a template and now we just pu- plug and play with it. So it's super yeah. fun. Oh, I so love it. Fun. Yeah. And I agree. I think everybody's creative in their own way. We just need to be able to allow ourselves to have fun with that side of ourselves. And yeah. And it's, we, you know, we get in this stuck in these traditional roles that we mm-hmm. think, well, if we're not an artist, as far as like, I can't sing or I can't draw, then right. I'm not creative. But right. we all are in different ways. And sure. I think tapping into that is a really fun way to live life. Like it's, it just breathes new life into everything that I do. Definitely. I look at, you know, things with a different lens because I'm like, oh, well, wait a sec. We could do this with that and really have fun with this and do that. And we're just not, I think we're just not taught that right in school. You go to art and you you go, that's how you show your creativity. And there's just so many other ways to do it. I also think with entrepreneurs and especially when when you're in business a while, because my clients have been in business for five or more years. And Mm -hmm. I think that what happens is you get so in the like in the weeds of things, Mm -hmm. you don't allow yourself space to be creative. And so I'm always telling my clients, like, leave room in your calendar to just be creative. And it doesn't mean you're doodling or you're I mean, if that's what you want to do, great. But maybe it's just dreaming up what this next evolution of your business is. That's creative as well. Yes, yes. I'm going to let you in on a little secret, private audio feeds. This means you can take the audio from content you've already created and share it with your paying customers. 
With Hello Audio, you can create private audio feeds in minutes. Check out the show notes for the link or go to helloaudio.fm for more information. Okay, let's get into your coaching side of your business a bit and the growth wheel framework. How did you come up with that and what does that what does that mean? Yeah. So I'm a big framework person. Um, I'm actually coming out with a how to create your framework or like a training on it because everyone that I work with, I make sure that they have a framework. And the way I do frameworks is it really utilize, you use it for your whole business, right? It's not just, you can have micro frameworks too within your business, but the way that I usually create it with people or with like in a macro, uh, I guess you would look at it or call it. And it really is probably you already have it. You probably, the way you work with clients or the way you do things within your business, the way you think of things. And I think it has two different sides. So it's the process that you use, but it's also the values that you have, right? And so for me, my values are within the process. So like one of my values, it spells out savvy. So one of the values is versatility and critical thinking. And I want business owners just like myself to be able to adapt and evolve and be versatile. And I think if you don't, if you don't allow for that, you can get really stuck in business because you think you have to do it a certain way or have been taught to do it a certain way or what's working now before isn't working now. And so you get stuck. And so that versatility is really important. In the growth wheel, though, I created that because I was helping I looked at what people were asking me. And I think something about a framework too is it can evolve. So this has evolved over time, right? And it's a I kind of think of it as like a living, breathing thing that I keep adding to or taking away and I keep refining it as I go along. And so growth stands for, so each of the letters stand for something. So it's gather your business ideas and desires. The R is ref, uh, refine your offers. Uh, and then... The O is optimize your systems and your systems and workflows. The W is welcome in a growth mindset. The T is tailor your marketing and sales. And the H is for hiring great team members. And I came up with it because those, and I call it a wheel because everyone that I work with, they're not, it's not linear, right? Because they've already got the foundations of their business set up or it was set up at one point and we're having to reassess those different aspects of their business. And so I do the wheel because going from the middle with what you want and your values and what you want for your bigger vision, we go, okay, what right now do we need to lean into? So if we need to lean into sales and you know marketing, okay, then we'll work on that first, but maybe not. Maybe we need to work on your offers the first thing I do with people, though, is really gather their business goals and desires and that and that, that you step one step back and that's based off of what you want for your life. So and growth wheel, because also it, it keeps moving forward too, right? It's that visual aspect, and that creative part of me, too. Like I really thought of what it looks like and how I designed and how we designed it with my creative director. But so it's incorporating all those things into how you run your business. The great thing about it is I use it to market, right? So I can share with people. They say, well, how do you work? And I say, this is how we work. I'm very clear on how I work with people and how I can help them within the growth wheel. It also allows me to share my values like I just did, one of them, yeah. right? And so when I'm helping people create it, I think through all those things. And so that's how I created the growth wheel. Yeah, no, I love that. And I 100% agree with having a framework in with how you work. I've never heard of 
using micro frameworks for digging into other areas of your business. But I think Mm -hmm. that's genius because it doesn't have to be as big as the growth wheel, but it can be a smaller version of that to work on certain aspects of your business and how you work with your clients. Right. And so for one of the things is like you can use the growth wheel to like market, right? But you also Mm -hmm. use it with your clients and then you also use it internally for your team. So they, everybody uses that, right? But the micro part of it, so if that's the macro, my growth wheel, then the micro are like the different aspects that I, so like for refining offers, I have tools that I use with clients for each of the parts. And so those could be looked at as like micro frameworks because they're part of it. So they have their own framework, but it's part of the bigger, bigger framework that I use. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. That totally makes sense. And you can always go back to it if you are stuck in some area because you have this already created for your business. Yeah, and again, I think you have to evolve with it because I haven't always had the growth wheel. So that's a newer thing over the past year. So, but it's all, it's evolved from what I created as a framework and I've just added and refined or edited to get to this. So, yeah, no, absolutely. I think for me, it's been every summer, I've had a little bit of space, Mm -hmm. a little bit more white space to spend with my family and myself to really go in inwards and see, okay, like, is this still the direction I want to go into? And I think we should do that. So whether you do it once a year or quarterly or however, I think we need to make sure that the direction we're going in is the direction that is keeping the foundation of the boat structure still solid and sound, right? Otherwise, I see a lot of businesses start to crumble a bit because they don't have that. And that's so crucial to And that's what I did. I did a lot of inner work when I took a pause. And after I had Lavender, Mm -hmm. who's now three, I took that time to do a lot of inner work. And as I was looking through like doing inner work and healing myself, it was also like, what do I really want for my business? And what do I want the future of this to look like? And so when I created the growth wheel, it was with that intention of how can I use this for the bigger picture, not just for the now, but how can this grow into and incorporate everything that I want to do within the business? Because I have a lot of more plans, a lot of more ideas yeah. that I want to include. But at that time, right, I wasn't in a place, this was before my daughter passed away, but I wasn't in a place we were in the hospitals all the time. Mm-hmm. We lived in the yeah. hospitals. And so I ran yeah. my business basically out of the hospital a lot of the time. So yeah. I really had to be careful about you know, I was very like boundaries. I had to be careful about bandwidth and capacity for sure. And I tell people now it's harder because the reason I have more capacity and bandwidth is because she's not here. So it's really hard. Like it's a hard thing as a, as a mom and as a human being to like take, like grasp on, but it's also the reality is if I do have more bandwidth and capacity. So with what I created, I can now expand on that now that I wasn't able to then, but I had the vision for it then, right? So I was able to put the yeah. vision together and go, okay, maybe in sometime in the future I could do that, but right now I can't. And so now, good or bad, however you want to look at it, I have more room to be able to to do that. So, But I, I think that's such an important story to share because everybody's going through something in their lives, right? Yeah. And it's traumatic it's exciting it's sad it's all the things because Mm -hmm. that's what life throws at us but some of those moments we have to step back and be kind to ourselves and understand that we need a little space and to keep hanging on to those dreams and aspirations no matter what bumps kind of get thrown at you 
but know that there will be some space if it was meant to be, because I really do believe that things happen to us, you know, for a reason. I hate that, but things just happen. They're out of our control. And so it's how we show up and how do we keep coming back that I think really shows our true character in life. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I don't think that means that, you know, I think a lot of people say you got to show up, you got to show up. And I think you show up when you, with what you can, right? And I think that we can't, I I feel like, especially in the online business space, there's a lot of, you got to show up every day. And if you don't, you're not a true business owner. And I just don't believe in that. I think it doesn't take into everyone's lived experience, right? Not everyone physically or emotionally or mentally can Can show up like on screen every day. That doesn't make us I think there's so much based around that though. And I really, when I'm working with people, kind of have to break that apart, help them break that apart Mm -hmm. and understand because I had to go through that healing myself. When I wasn't able to show up every day, I started to really, I, you know, question my identity as an entrepreneur. Am I good enough? Am I still good enough? I used to be this, but can I still show up as that? And I'm like, wait a minute, my expertise is still the same. That didn't go away because I was, and- Honestly, I wouldn't want to change it for the world. Like I, I had my priorities straight and I knew it was important. And so showing up when I could and sharing what I could, but I don't think we all have to do that the same way. And I think sometimes it's put out in the world like that. And I think it's a very like extroverted, like, and I am, I definitely am like an extrovert, I guess I would consider myself, but I I just, when I'm coaching people, I really take into consideration what is your personality? What do you like? What do you want to make time for? It doesn't have to be the way I did it or the way I didn't do it, right? There's just so much space for us showing up the way that feels good to us. But I think that it's something you have to unlearn and then start to show up like that feels good to you because we've been taught a certain way especially I feel like in the online space, it's, it was very weird for me when I first came here. Cause I came from a very service oriented, had an office space. People came to me, you know, there wasn't a lot of, I had to show up online in different places. And then when I came to the coaching world, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's webinars and there's Facebook lives. And now there's, the, and, and there's Instagram, there's all the things like, I don't know if I want to show up everywhere and that's okay. You get to choose that for yourself. And I just want us to stop doubting our expertise or who we are as a business owner 100%. because we don't show up the same way someone else does. I just, ugh, it drives me crazy. And someone will relate to you as who you are. Yeah. 110%. Yeah. People will relate to who you are. You will draw people into your world that are meant to be in your world. Yeah. And those that are not, that's okay. Yeah. That's a hundred percent okay. Right. There's room for all of us. Yeah. All those things matter. So I, and I think a lot of times as entrepreneurs, like we don't connect the dots too. And I always, I use Mm -hmm. this analogy of like, if you're, when we're kids, you used to play like the thing where you would connect the dots with the numbers. And I think as adults, we don't do that. We start to just like compartmentalize, which I understand is a part of like coping Mm -hmm. and healing, but it's also doesn't allow us to, I, I see this a lot with entrepreneurs I work with. They, I'm like, but you have that expertise. Like you have an MBA. What, what do you, yeah. and they're like, but I can't run my business. I'm like, no, you can. And it doesn't mean that just yeah. because you're an MBA, by the way, that you feel good about yeah, running your business. Yeah, yeah. Right. But I think there's just so like all of that comes together and that's still a part of you as a human being. So like those things just don't go away. 
just because it would be because I don't do law anymore. Like I don't have that knowledge. No, so much knowledge in that. Right. So it's just, it's interesting though, as entrepreneurs, especially when we're starting, if we have to pivot, a lot of people that I work with are pivoting into something else and something, Mm -hmm. it it might just be like a different offer or it might be a whole new way of their running their business or a whole new, whole new business in general. And and then they start having these identity crises of, am I like good enough to do this? I'm like, oh my gosh. It's easy to do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure. Like well, you told me. Yeah. I mean, like we all do it. And that's the thing. Yeah. We all do it. Me, you, everyone. All of us mm-hmm. feel that way. We have those questions. It's just, mm-hmm. it isn't talked about a lot. So. Yeah. No, I love this. This is such a good conversation. If people want to find you, Heather, how do they tap into your world? Where can they find you? Yeah. So the easiest place is just to go to my website, which is heathercrabtree.com. And then if you love Instagram, like I do, I'm over at Heather Business Coach. And yeah, those are the two places I hang out the most. Perfect. And before I let you go, I love doing a little speed round of yeah. just quick questions. Kind okay. of, yeah. So we'll get started. We talked about creativity and I, it's so crazy because I added this question to my list before we even started talking. So it's weird. But anyways, <laughs> how do you cultivate creativity into your daily life? Because it's hard to keep showing back in this creative, energized way if we've had some tough days. So how do you cultivate? Yeah, I think for me, the easiest way is to find space to be quiet. Because that's when the ideas and the creativity come rushing for me. So like a lot of people in the shower all the ideas, right? Right. When I'm getting ready to go to bed, all the ideas, but also it's like, and that happens because we're not allowing ourselves enough space to have that during our day. So for me, I try to, I don't do this every day. So I'm not like, and I don't do it like every morning at 5am or anything, but I try to meditate every day because that Mm -hmm. calms my brain because it feels like, as my husband says, the squirrels are always running in there. And so I think once I have that space, then Mm -hmm. I'm able to be creative. Yeah, I love that. And what is a recent discovery in business that you've had recently? Ooh, a recent discovery. I think that for me, knowing that everything I was talking about, like questioning yourself, that knowing that I am where I'm supposed to be and I am really good and owning that, I'm really good at what I do. And I think I went through a little period of questioning that because it was a little bit harder coming back into where people, I used to, I was showing up all the time. Even Mm. when I was in the hospital, I was showing up all the time. I would get on Facebook lives. I was doing Instagram lives. I mean, you were always seeing my face and I was like, but for what? Like I'm exhausting myself. And so I had to stop that. But then when I came back and I was thinking of, okay, how do, how do I show up again? But also grieving, right? Like that's a hard thing. Like all of us go through it somehow. And so, yeah, therapy has been wonderful for me. (laughs) I've been doing therapy for five years and it has meant everything to me. But I think, yeah, (laughs) there's going to be so much I can say more to that, but these are rapid You don't have to say more than that. That's, yes, that's so good. And then last question, how do you define success? What does that mean to you? So for me, success is being able to shut the laptop and spend time with my kids, my husband, my mom, my sister, my nieces and nephews, my family's everything. I think it's, I think that community, what I was talking about, how I grew up, that we were such a close knit family. We got together every Sunday. And I think that 
although it doesn't happen in the same way it did when I was a kid, I really love like online communities. I love, I love being able to share with people. I think we all need it, right? We all want to be seen and heard and loved. And I think we need other humans as humans. And so for me, success is being able to have that and community, whatever that looks like, right? But at the end of the day, my family is my number one. And my clients know that. Like my family comes first, my business is second. And anyone I work with, their values align with that too. So yes. I'm all, they're like, I can't show up today. I'm like, cool. You got a kid's doctor's appointment? Go go have it. Like, it's yeah. okay. I just, I think there's so much perspective around that for me that I'm just like, look, at the end of the day, that's mm-hmm. the stuff that matters. That's the stuff that matters of when my I get to take my last breath. I want to be like, yes. people thought you were a good human and you really loved and showed love to the people that were in your life. And they knew that, you loved them and that they were a priority. Yes. I love this conversation and I couldn't think of a better way to end it with that sentiment. Exactly. So thank you so much for your time, Heather. I truly, truly appreciate you. Thank you for having me, Kim. Thanks so much for listening into the show. It truly means so much to me. You can check out the important links mentioned in today's episode in the show notes, and please join the conversation over on Instagram at me and James Co. I love hearing from you. There are so many great conversations coming up, so please make sure you are subscribed to Apple or Spotify or any of your favorite media players so that you don't miss out. And if you enjoyed the show today, please share and leave a review and a rating because it helps us so very much. Until next time.